In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Living in Christ's kingdom in, but not of, this world. Dear friends, today's feast of Christ the King is by the standard of the church history still very young. It's only 97 years old. It was instituted by Pope Pius XI in 1925 at the request of many bishops and faithful from around the globe. There was in that time a militant atheism, a militant anti-Catholic project spreading at the time that was trying to repress belief in Christ and suppress Christian presence in the world, something that continues sadly in 2022. Just a little history, 1925, we are seven years, eight years after the communist revolution in Russia. And we are, 1925 is the time of the revolution of the Cristeros in Mexico. The first thing Pope by the 11 stressed was that Christ had not come to inaugurate a political but a spiritual kingdom. The Jews anticipated that when the Messiah finally came, he would rule in the way that his ancestor David had ruled. He would defeat all foreign powers and triumph over all who opposed him. After Jesus worked some of his miracles, and the people were ready to put him on their shoulders and proclaim him king, he took off to other towns so that people were able to receive him and his kingdom on his terms, not those false ones. In today's gospel, we see the brutal contrast between the kingdom Christ came to inaugurate and the political kingdom people expected. The last thing Jesus looked like as he hung upon the cross on Good Friday was a king. He was bathed in blood, not clothed with royal purple. He was nailed to a cross, then seated on a throne. He was crowned with the thorns, not capped with gold. Rather than pay him homage, most in the crowd mocked him. The chief priests mocked him. The Roman soldiers and passerbys mocked him. Even the thief on his left mocked him. And all of them mocked him in the same way. If you are truly the king of the Jews, if you are truly the Messiah, if you are truly the Christ, come down from the cross and save yourself. 
Such visible force was the only demonstration of kingly power that they would believe, that they would understand, comprehend. For most Jews at the time, Jesus' crucifixion was the proof that he was precisely not the long-awaited Messiah from whom they had been waiting for centuries and centuries, and they are still waiting for. The Romans were likewise unprepared for looking like Jesus. When Pontius Pilate interrogated Jesus, asking him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, my kingship is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants could be fighting that I, that I not be handed over to the Jews, but my kingdom is not of this world. Rather than ask about what a kingdom not of this world means, and how it might interact with worldly power, Pilate, clueless, replied, so you are a king. Jesus replied by describing more specifically what type of king he was and what type of kingdom he was establishing. You say that I am a king, for this I was born and for this, I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. His kingdom is not of this world, but it is over and in this world, and we are subjected to him. We exist because he created us. Jesus Christ did not establish a political party, but all legitimate authority comes from him, whether it be the authority of a king, or a president, or a policeman, whether it be the authority of the church, or a diocese, or a parish, even the authority in a family comes from Christ the King. And all those who practice authority will have to give an account to him as origin and judge of all authorities. The Romans thought that kingship meant having the power to crucify or pardon, that it was associated with force. Jesus said it is associated with truth and that the meek like him would inherit the earth. That is the faithful Jesus' kingdom. To enter into his kingdom with him, to be his right hand, means to be willing to give our life as a ransom for God and others. To serve, up, to serve rather than be served. To give rather than
than get whatever our states of life might be. Many people today, as in Jesus' days, as in 1925, still have false ideas about Jesus. Many Christians, many Catholics, in fact, have wrong expectations about the kingdom Christ came to establish, the way he reigns, and the way he calls us to reign with him. We too are tempted to reject the truth of the kingdom, the service of the kingdom, and the suffering of the kingdom. We too desire that his kingdom very much to be of this world, rather than not of this world. It's hard sometimes to stand with Christ. Dear friends, to enter into Jesus' kingdom, Jesus himself said that we must convert and become like little children, which doesn't mean become naive, but it means with childlike faith in God, leave acquired cynicism behind and begin to look at everything not through worldly but Christ-like lenses. We enter the kingdom precisely through the forgiveness of sins, through repenting and believing in the gospel. Conversion involves far more than just eliminating one or more bad habits. We have learned for this. Conversion means to rethink, to question one's own and common way of living, to allow God to enter into the criteria of one's life, to not merely judge according to the current opinions, so to convert means not to live as all the other live, not do what all do. Do not feel justified in dubious and ambiguous evil actions just because others do the same. It means to begin to see one's life through the eyes of God, and so to love for the good, even if uncomfortable. Not to aim at the judgment of the majority, but at the justice of God. In other words, to convert means to look for a new style of life, a new life. And that new way of life is a life with God in the kingdom. The kingdom of God is God. The kingdom of God means God exists. God is alive. He is not a faraway ultimate cause. God is not the great architect of deism who created the machine of the world and is no longer part of it. On the contrary, God is the most 
presence and this is a reality in each and every act of my life in every and each moment of history to pray thy kingdom come as we do several times a day and to celebrate well the feast of Christ the King is to beg for the grace to remember that God is alive, that he is present in our life, that he is active amid the realities we face, and wants to be the most present and decisive reality in each and every act of our life. Thy kingdom come now, now, not at the end of our life not at the end of the world. His kickship has begun. To live in the kingdom means to do everything with and in Christ, including the way we look at the world and the church and every part of it. It means to live with Christ in the world without being it. In short, for Christ to reign, he must, be he must be king of my time. He must be king of my family, of my marriage, if I'm married, of my wallet, of all parts of my life. Living in his kingdom will inevitably make us more like the king we know, we love, we serve, and has he has sent us out to announce. Today, Jesus wants us to make a personal choice for him. He asks each of us, as he asked Pilate, Do you say that I am a king of on, you, on your own? Or because others have told you about me? Guess what? For Jesus, it's not enough for him to be the king of others. Or even the king of the universe. He wants each of us personally and intimately to say and mean, Thy kingdom come rather than just doing so because others have told us about this reality. This is, dear friends, our faith. This is our King, fully present here and now in the tabernacle. But do we recognize him? Pilate asked Jesus, Ask Jesus if he was a king. Maybe we need to ask, is Jesus my king? Or are there others? It's worth asking ourselves who or what rules my life? Who or what holds power over our daily choices? over my business, over my, my family, over my marriage, if I'm married.
Jesus, the King calls us to conversion, to renewal, to simplicity, to faith. Let that be, dear friends, our mission. To be foot soldiers of the Lord. If our lives are crowded with other kings, let us return to the only one who matters, to the only one who can give peace, inner peace, to us, to our family, to our country, to our whole world. Let us join his kingdom and accept his rule, so that his ideals, his aspirations, his commandments shape our reality, what we think, what we do, what we feel, and what we are. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.